Just in our time of worship, I just really felt and sensed that God wants to do something really special tonight. And I'll be honest with you, I don't completely know what it is that he's going to do. Um, but we've just saying now that we yielding to him, Lord, send us out. So, so I'm saying the same, God help me with regards to what's happening here tonight. But I believe that we're all in the right place and I know that he will do what he as purpose to do this very evening. So I give my apologies up front to the multimedia team. I'm not quite sure where we're going to go with the slides tonight. Um, so let's just see what, what God is going to do. Amen. Can I just pray for a few people before we start? Um, let, me, let, me just, let me just prophesy over a few people tonight. Um, I will come down and then um, I'll call you to the front. If you, if you have a recording device, you can, you can bring it, you can record it. And then let's, let's trust the Lord together. Amen. Is that good? So let me just say this from the outset as well. We said it at the training that even though we may call somebody specific to the front, uh, there may be an aspect that God could be ministering to you about as well. Right? So don't disengage. Don't think, you know what, it's not really for me. So, um, so you just shut off. There could very well be something that God speaks to you. And in fact, we had a testimony like that either Friday night or yesterday where somebody said, you know what, we were prophesying over somebody else's life, but I received that because it was confirmation in my life. So, so let's be open to what we believe God wants to share with us. So um, I want to I pray for, for a couple tonight. Um, I want to pray for the gentleman, lady, you were first-time visitors um, here tonight. Will you come to the front? Uh, uh, amen. We always like prophesying over first-time visitors because then we know nobody knew anything about them. Amen, amen, amen. Could I just get your names? Ilana and Tony. All right, Ilana and Tony. Wonderful. Tell me, are you involved in any ministry of, 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 of any kind? Mm-hmm, in ministry. So, so I'm just really sensing that, that God is, is busy shifting things even with regards to ministry in your life. I believe that there's a crossroads that you're faced with, and I believe that there's even some significant decisions with regards to the ministry that you're needing to make. But I believe that God is saying to you this evening that there's a fresh wind that is going to blow in and through your life. I'm sensing that there's even been some hardship, there's been some disappointment, and I believe that God is saying to you this evening, just give and Submit your heart to me once more. I know that it seems right now as if your heart was out there on display and it may appear to you as if some trampled it, some beat upon that heart. But God is saying to you this evening that I am the God who still restores. He's saying to you this evening that my call for your life still is very sure. And while it may appear at times as if the gift has died down, he's wanting you to know tonight that his gift and his call for you is irrevocable. He's not going to call it back. 
And so as Paul said to Timothy, keep on fanning into flame the gift of God inside of you. And so I believe that there's a resurgence of what God wants to do. Just in our time of worship, I, I just saw in the spirit, it was as if both of your feet was just lit up with fire. And I'm sensing that God is saying to you that you are not just going to walk, you're going to run again. And almost like one after an accident who needs to go through some physical rehabilitation, almost go through some physiotherapy, as it were. Spiritually speaking, that was almost the hallmark of your life over the, this last period of time. I'm sensing that it was a period of three years in particular that was particularly challenging to you. But God is saying that the tide is turning for you. And as it turns for you, don't expect to be at the same level as what you were before. God is saying to you that indeed the latter will be greater than the former. And even though at times you have found that the baton wasn't always passed on to you correctly, God is going to enable you to pass on the baton to the next generation. There's new things that he wants to do in and through your very lives. You're going to find that even and in particular in the area of healing, there's going to be just fresh fire that God is going to pour out over your lives. You've seen a measure of that. You've seen aspects of God's healing power and virtue. But now, says the Lord, expect him to do even the extraordinary things. There's always been a heart's cry of yours. There's always been something that's burnt inside of your spirit for not only the supernatural, but even for the miraculous. And I'm sensing that there's gifts of healings that's going to mark your life, but also the gift of the working of miracles. Trust me, says the Lord, and see what I'm going to do at this next time and in this next season. It's going to be far beyond what you can comprehend. It's going to be far beyond what you can even imagine. And I, who started the good work inside of you, will be faithful to complete it, says the Lord. So trust me and see. I just see in my spirit's eye, there's new generations coming as well. And that's been something that's been a part of your heart. You've been praying into that God. So how do we make sure that there's longevity in this ministry? How do we make sure that there's the next generation and others who's going to take over and follow from here? And I believe that God is going to raise up for you and raise up for himself as well the next generation. There's a generation of Timothys that's going to come from your loins. And when they do, they will run even further. This is going to be like an Elijah, Elisha mantle that's going to be passed on. But expect your vantage point to increase. Expect your vision to increase. And expect your place and area of influence to increase. Because that which God uh, does, he does really well. And it's going to exceed that expectation that you have inside are not my ways higher than yours, says the Lord, and is not my thoughts higher than what you can even imagine. Trust me and see, the journey ahead is going to be an amazing one. Amen. I've just seen someone in the spirit. <laughs> All right. Can we pray for this couple over here? All right. Will you come to the front? Amen. All right. What, what are your names? Vickers and Louise. All right. Okay. Any leaders? You leaders here? Or? All right. You serve at the coffee. 
Oh no, for some, for some that, that, that's a tremendous ministry for some, amen? <laughs> I mean, it's just life, it's just life all over with regards to that. All right, are the two of you married? All right, you planning to get married? Okay, you engaged already? <laughs> Not yet, okay. So it's always a warning, they always, you know, we never prophesy about marriage and things like that, so, so yeah, so we'll be, we'll, we'll be real careful. But yes, yes, yes. What I'm sensing, yes, what I'm sensing for the two of you, I really believe that that God is is calling you, and calling you even to step up as well. I believe that there's going to be an increase in leadership in your life. I believe that God is going to give you a greater sphere of influence, and I believe that God is going to bless you with not only one area, but there's going to be multiple areas of ministry that he wants to release through you. You know what it's like to be faithful? You're well familiar with the scripture that says, if you're faithful with the little, God will make you ruler over much. And that's gonna be the hallmark of your life. Uh, never those who always just step up and to be on the platform and the podium, but there's gonna be some of that aspect as well. You will hate it at first, but you'll get used to it afterwards. And so God is going to raise you up. And so for you, Vicus, I just see you even standing before many. I see you standing before many men and sharing. There's some things that God has birthed in your heart from a very young and a tender age. And there's even some generational impact and influence that your family has had. I'm just sensing um, that even in terms of missions and ministry, there's, there's a lineage that God wants to restore and he's gonna restore it through you. There's gonna be some things that you're going to stand surprised and astound. This is gonna be like a Gideon experience for you. And saying, God, I mean, surely this, this is probably the wrong address. I'm sure you've got the wrong person, but God is saying, no, no, it's you who I have. It's you who I'm going to birth something new and something fresh with. So trust the Lord at this time and trust him in this season. You're gonna find that there's gonna be an increase of God confirming some things. There's some things that's been brewing in your heart. It's been there for a while, and it's almost some of that, you know, it, no, no, God, you know, let, let's not let anybody know about that. And you're just sort of suppressing that. But you're going to find that that is going to, it's going to be like a volcano, you know, and there's going to come a time and a moment of just eruption where even as much as we, what you're going to try to suppress that, it's going to come to the fore. And God is going to allow you to speak and he's going to allow you to speak boldly and he's going to allow you to speak accurately as well. So trust him and see what he's going to do, not only in your life, but even through your life as well. Louise, for you, um, there, there's going to be just a, um, let, me, let me put this, it's almost going to be like a ministry of compassion that's going to flow. You're a very compassionate person yourself. Um, you know, you're one of those when somebody else gets hurt, it's almost as if you get more hurt than what they're getting, and it's, it's God's heart that is placed inside of you. You know what it means to carry the Father heart of God. And as you carry the Father heart of God, He's going to allow you to see different things. It's going to be a tremendous gift of discernment that's going to mark your life. You're going to come into an area, into a room, and you're going to know exactly what it is that people are facing from a spiritual point of view. But God is also going to bless you with a keen gift of a word of knowledge. You're going to be able to sense things. Even when people are saying one thing, you're gonna know what the truth is because of the way in which he's going to reveal it to you. Also through your life, there's going to be many a woman that's going to receive just healing and fresh grace. 
it's going to be as if this is going to be, if I can put it like this, your life will almost be like God using you like the potter. And as those broken pieces and vessels come, the words that you speak will be life and they will be healing to many women. And as you share that, you're going to find that the broken pieces of people's lives, as you bring them to Christ, it's not as if those pieces will just be glued together. But as you speak a word of life, it's going to be as if that pottery is going to be melted down again. And God is going to remold and reform and perform something new and fresh in and through their lives. It's a rebuilding that he's going to do. So that transforming work is going to establish through your life. Trust him and see. Even your very hands will be healing hands as you just come and as you touch people. Not only will God reveal to you what's wrong, but there's going to be healing virtue that's going to flow out of you. And where it does and when it does, people will know that they've been in contact with the Most High God. You're going to be a conduit of God. You're going to be a carrier of His presence. You're going to be a carrier of His power. You'll be a carrier of His anointing. Trust Him and see what He's going to do. For that which He's going to establish, He will establish by His name and by His accord and not by your own. So there's many that He's going to use, and He's going to use you in very significant ways before His coming here, says the Spirit of the Lord. Amen. God bless you. Can I just ask this evening, if, if you are, if you sick in body tonight, if you sick in body tonight, we know that the Holy Spirit is there, it's the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of counsel, but it's also the same spirit who rose Christ Jesus from the dead. And so I just felt in particular tonight that God wants to do just something fresh with regards to, to healing in people's lives. And so if you sick in body, I'm going to ask you to come to the front. We're going to pray for you. This is not any moment to be embarrassed. I, I just had a real sense, even in our time of worship, I just sensed that the Lord wanted to just release his healing virtue over people tonight. And so if that's you, I'm going to ask you to come to the front. Uh, we want to pray for you tonight. Amen. Wonderful. Praise God. I'm just going to ask some of the leaders just to join me in front as, as we pray. If you're in your seat, won't you just, won't you also just pray if you, if you're in your seat, just pray for them tonight as they come to the front. Father, we're so mindful of your very presence here tonight. Father, we're so mindful that it is you through the precious Holy Spirit who's there to heal. Jesus, we're mindful that by your stripes there's healing for us. Father, we pray for your children tonight. We pray that as we bring them before your very throne, I'm praying that healing virtue would even flow through our hands 
and catch them tonight in the name of Jesus. I'm praying, Lord God, that even as we stand in agreement with your word tonight, I thank you that you will do a new work and you're going to do a fresh work. I thank you, Father God, that you, going, you will cause them to become whole. I thank you, Lord, that you will allow them to be uninhibited with regards to sharing your word and going forth and doing what you've called them to do in the name of Jesus. So I'm going to ask you with whatever is strong, whatever place in your body, if there's pain or ache, um, if you're able to place your hand on there for, for yourself, then do so. We're going to come alongside. We're going to come in agreement with you. And we're going to trust the Lord um, just for a work of healing. We're going to trust the Lord for a work of healing for them. Amen. If you're in your seat tonight, won't you, won't you just pray where you are? Won't you just pray and just trust God as we bring them before the Lord tonight? Thank you, Lord. Oh, we bless you right now, Lord. Thank you for healing virtue. I pray that it will flow, Lord, from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet and the tips of their hand. I thank you right now, Lord. Just fresh fire, fresh fire, fresh fire, fresh fire, fresh fire, Lord God. May it come upon them in the name of Jesus. We worship you. We honor you right now. I thank you, Lord God, for healing virtue. I thank you for the gifts of healings that will flow right now. I thank you, Lord, that you'll make whole. I pray for any chronic sickness or disease. We thank you that you have given us power, Lord. Thank you that you've given us authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and overcome all the power of the enemy. Your word says that nothing by any means shall harm us. And so thank you that as we stand upon the authority of your word and the power of the Holy Spirit, we rebuke any sickness and disease, any infirmity right now. We thank you, Lord, that your name is above every other name. And so at the sound and at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. I thank you right now that every sickness will leave these bodies in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Spirit of God, that you'll pour out your fire upon them right now. I pray that the fire of the Spirit of God will burn away whatever should not be here. I pray, Lord God, even for creative miracles to be loosed over their lives. I pray that if there's any body part of theirs, Lord, that is no longer there and it should be, I thank you that you'll restore it. I thank you, Father, if there's anything that should not be there, I pray that you remove it right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, let's just pray. Let's just pray for them tonight. If you're able to pray in the Spirit, just pray for them tonight. I really sense that God just wants to break some things here. We worship you, Lord. We thank you right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you. Thank you for healing virtue. We bless you and we honor you right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, we bless you. We bless you. Just continue praying just for a moment. Well, let's just, just for a minute or two still, let's just press in. Let's pray as if this is you needing prayer for healing tonight. If you need to just pray for them. Just trust God in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah.
Jesus, you have to come. You only need to meet. You only need to meet. Father, you see these precious children who are standing before your throne. God, and so by faith, we want to thank you right now. By faith, Lord, we want to honor you right now. By faith, we want to declare, according to your word, Lord, not our own, we want to declare them healed. Your word says, God, that if we believe that we have received that which we have asked for, then we shall have it. According to your word, Father, we stand upon it. You said to us that if we ask for anything in the name of Jesus, then we will have it. And Father, this is what we ask for. We contend for this healing tonight in the name of Jesus. We thank you that they will go forth from this place uninhibited and unrestricted to do what you've called them to do. And so we worship you this day. We honor you this day. And we bless you in the precious name, the all-conquering name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And the family of God said, the family of God said, amen, amen. Can we give the Lord a hand tonight? Amen. Can we give these people a hand as well? May you go in God's strength and in His power and go in His virtue because He is faithful and that which He promised He surely will bring to pass. Well, allow me in the few minutes that we, that we have left just to share with you uh, this message on counterculture. And, and in particular, we want to speak about uh, living spirit-empowered, right? Living spirit-empowered. We know that according to Romans 8 and verse 11, the Bible says that the same power which raised Christ Jesus from the dead is the same power which is made available to you and to me. Now, I'm not sure how you will view that. I'm not sure um, how significant that is to you. But allow me to say the following, that when the enemy used his best efforts all of his power and his best attack to keep Christ Jesus in the grave, we know that out of all the enemies that we face, the final one, the Bible says, is death. Probably the most powerful one is death. We know that, you know, sometimes when a situation is there and we can still do something about it, even though it may be difficult, it may be hard, but we can still do something about it. But the moment something dies, there's almost some form of finality. Nothing can be done anymore. There's no rescue. And so it seems as if it's all over. And so that's what happened. But that same power which raised Christ Jesus from the dead is available to you and to me. That means that in your place of study, in your place of work, in your family, with your friends, with your neighbors, with everybody who you come into contact with, there is a power that God will release in and through your very lives. Oh, family, I tell you, I've seen how God has come through. I've seen how God has changed and transformed lives because of that power. But I also want to say to you tonight that it's not just the power that we are after. You see, when we sang about the Holy Spirit this evening, I don't just want him for the power. I want to get to know him more. The power is a byproduct. The power is a consequence. My first effort is to get to know him. And you see, when you and I get to know him, that's when the power will be released in any event. 
You know, many years ago, D.L. Moody, he's, uh, he was speaking about this conversation that he had with a man called Harold Varley. And in that, Varley said to him, he said to him, Moody, the world has yet to see what God will do with a man fully consecrated to him. D.L. Moody said that by God's help, I aim to be that man. And he was that man. I am praying tonight that all of us, as we yield our lives to God, that we too will say tonight, God, with your help, I will be that man. God, with your help, I will be that woman. I want to share three points with you tonight. I want to speak about person, that being the person of the Holy Spirit. I want to speak to you about prayer. And then I want to speak to you about power. Now, when it comes to the person of the Holy Spirit, John 14 and verse 11 says, Even the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees Him nor knows Him, you know Him, for He dwells with you and will be in you. Beloved, the Holy Spirit is so personal. The Holy Spirit teaches. He reveals. He comforts. He testifies. He brings conviction. The Holy Spirit guides us. He intercedes for us. And He gives gifts to His people. I love what R.A. Torrey said. And he made this statement in view of the fact that it's not just His power, it's getting to know Him. He said the following, If we think of the Holy Spirit only as an impersonal power or influence, then our thought will constantly be, how can I get hold of and use the Holy Spirit? But if we think of Him in the biblical way as a divine person, infinitely wise, infinitely holy, infinitely tender, then our thought will constantly be, how can the Holy Spirit get hold of and use me? I'm seeing tonight that years of people, I'm seeing tonight that year is a generation who when they catch what the Holy Spirit will do in and through their very lives, it will bring about change and transformation. You see, it is the source that we need to long after, not the consequence, which is the power. If I can use the illustration, then I'll use the following one. It's like somebody who has a car and the car doesn't want to start. And it's not because the car has a starter problem. It's because of the battery. And so that person, for the rest of either the car's life or as long as what they are able to, that person can get somebody else. They can get jumper cables. And every single day, they have to jump and jump start the car so that the car could get going. Now, how many of us know that that is all good and well, but it's only a temporary situation? The reality is that it's the power source that needs to change. It's the spirit that needs to change in our lives in the same way that that person needs to change the battery because that's where the source lies. And so it's not that the issue is with the Holy Spirit, it's that the issue is with us. And so get to know Him more. Get to encounter Him more. I'll be honest with you, there's been times when I've heard His voice, there's been times when I've experienced things and it's purely out of relationship. You see, you and I, in the same way that you know the voice of a family member. You may know that out of a crowd of a thousand people, 
You will know a special friend's voice. You may know the voice of a parent. You may know the voice of your child. Why? Because you know them. You know them intimately. You know them personally. And so even if they were to speak very softly, you'd be able to pick that up. I'm praying that you and I would have a growing hunger to get to know God more through the person of the Holy Spirit. I want to say to you tonight that the journey with the Holy Spirit indeed is a precious one. There's been things that I've realized that when he shares and when he speaks a word even to somebody else, that lives are changed and transformed. I want to say tonight that as wonderful as what it is for us to be able to pray with you or pray for you or prophesy over your life, I believe that he wants to do it in each and every one of your lives because that same Holy Spirit that ministers through others will minister through you as well. The second point I want to share with you tonight is that of prayer. That of prayer. Now, in South Africa, we're familiar with uh, lack of power, right? We're familiar with load shedding. I'm sure I, I heard the other day, and um, I forgot the numbers, but you know, all these, these apps, I mean, they, they've got, um, I mean, just multiple people downloading these apps. Everybody wants to know. And so we see, and just this morning um, or later this afternoon, I can't even remember anymore, these updates, you know, they, they're so frequent. And I saw again stage six until further notice, all right? We don't know what that means. But, we, but we're well familiar with that particular issue. And so we know that part of the problem is that when it comes to all of these um, power stations, we know that they, many of them are old, they're outdated, they're not maintained properly. We know that there's breakage and everything else. And because of that, there's not a release of the power. Now, the same it is with you and with me. When we look at any device, right, if, and, and let's take a household appliance, you can have the most wonderful refrigerator. I mean, that thing can do anything for you. It can tell you how much food you've got, how much calories is in that food. It will tell you how much milk is left, when you need to reorder, when is the expiry date. It can give you hot water, it can give you lukewarm water, it can give you ice blocks, it can give you all of that. But you see, here's the thing. Unless it's plugged in, it's of absolute no value. Unless it is connected, it's going to be no benefit to you whatsoever. And so it is with your and my life. Um, if we're not connected to the source, if we're not connected to God, then there's going to be no power. You see, our point of contact is prayer. You and my point of contact is prayer. So here's the thing. Where there is no prayer, there is no contact. And where there's no contact, there is no power. Sometimes we want to jump to the power and say, oh, God, just, you know, allow me to see more power. Allow me to experience more power. But it starts with knowing the person. Then it starts with communing with that person. And out of that will come the necessary power. So we know that God wants to release something new and he wants to release something fresh. Prayer is the mechanism which grabs something out of the invisible realm so that you and I can see it in the visible and in the physical realm. It is only through prayer. And that's why it's important for you and me to have a life that is yielded to prayer. 
I love this, and I, I made mention um, of it sometime over the weekend. But one of God's powerful generals, Smith Wigglesworth, he said the following. He said, I seldom pray for more than half an hour at one time, but I never go half an hour without praying. And what he was saying with that is that he had a lifestyle of prayer. When you and I have a lifestyle of prayer, when you and I are connected to God, when you and I are engaged, then that's when we're able to learn from him. We know that every ministry, we know that every form of discipleship and growth starts because of prayer. I'm praying this evening that you and I will have a desire to get to know him more. I am praying tonight that God will light up the fire of prayer in each and every one of our lives. I am praying that God will rekindle the prayer meetings like never before. I am praying tonight that, you know, when it comes to prayer, that that would be the first thing, that we'd be passionate, that we would have a desire. Because if prayer means change and prayer produces change, then how many of us don't want to see change? And in order to experience the change, we're going to need to pray. I'm so amazed, and, and I thought about this very often, that imagine God answers your prayer. I know it sounds really silly, but can you imagine if God answers your prayer? I know it sounds very simple and very basic. But if that is the case, and we know that it is, then obviously the more praying I'm doing, the more God is able to answer me. And so that's why I'm trusting the Lord that he is going to set you and me ablaze that we would come and seek him with all of our heart in times of prayer once more. Thirdly, I want to speak to you now about the power. The Bible says in Acts 1 verse 8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes, has come upon you. And you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. Family, I say to you this evening, the Holy Spirit creates a powerful people. And in front of me tonight, I know that he is a powerful people. I say to you this evening that he is a powerful people having a powerful presence. And you have a powerful program and message as well. Do you realize that with a lost and a dying world, they desperate for the power? We see the abuse of power. We see that out of people's desperation, they run into all forms of people because they're desperate to have something different as opposed to what they currently have. They give money. They give themselves. They, they give everything away because they're desperate for power. You know, when you and I heal to God, He's able to do the impossible in and through our very lives. The Bible says to us in the book of Acts, and we find that Peter and John, they're busy praying. And they're praying for this lame man who's sitting there at the beautiful gate in Acts chapter 3. And instead of rejoicing that this man is now able to walk, all of a sudden, they now need to appear before the authorities. All of a sudden, they need to give an account for this that they did. And the Bible says that, as they stood there in Acts 4 and verses 13 and 14, it says, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated common men, they were astonished. And they recognized 
that they had been with Jesus. But seeing the man who was healed standing beside them, they had nothing to say in opposition. I am praying that as God releases you and me, wherever he allows us to go, that this world will see, that this world will know that there's no opposition to what we are doing simply because of what they sing. You see, these people could come and they could challenge Peter and John's doctrine. They could challenge their philosophy. They could challenge their worldview. The one thing they couldn't do was to challenge the fact that this man was once lame because they saw the man there. They couldn't oppose the fact that the man was now standing next to them. There's something that God wants to release. There's a power that God wants to release and he wants to do it in you and he wants to do it through you as well. If you and I will arise this evening and say, God, just like D.L. Moody, I want to be that man and I want to be that woman, then it's amazing what God will do in the life of a person who's healed it to the most high God. I say to you this evening that when it comes to this, we see how God's power is made available. I remember being on campus and there was this one instance and there was this guy in, in, in class with us. And at the end of the lecture, he came to the lecturer and he said that he wanted to make an announcement. And so, of course, we're all there. We knew he was part of the soccer team. And so we just assumed that, that he was, um, you know, that he was going to make an announcement with regards to soccer. And all of a sudden he came and I saw something, something looked really odd about him. And then he's just, he firstly started speaking and then afterwards he started shouting. And he was shouting, I'm, I'm a child of God, I'm a child of God. And next moment we find out and then I'm just hearing something about Satan and then it's child of God and Satan and it's, and it's going like this. By this time, the lecturer's eyes are wide open. Um, he, was, he was someone who was very proud, always wanted to be in control. And, um, and so he's like, you know what, um, class, I think um, you can all go and you, you, you dismiss because uh, he didn't know what to do. So a few of us, uh, we stepped up and I said, I said to the lecturer, um, it's fine, um, we'll pray for him. And he said, no, no, but are, are you sure? I said, no, no, it's perfectly fine, you can go. And so we start praying for this, for this guy who was in our class. So this lecturer comes back. He comes back with the head of department. And, um, and I don't want to laugh when I think of the type of person. This person is, I mean, far away from the Lord. Um, no clue with regards to Christianity. And then they went and they wanted to find out from me if they can get somebody, you know, some priest. Now, the problem with the priest was not, you know, that he was a priest. This man was basically there just to certify documents and things like that. And they wanted him to come in. And I said to him, sir, it is fine. We will pray for this, for this man. And I could see he was very reluctant, but eventually left. And as we prayed for this, for this, for this young guy, I was busy there um, and I was praying for him. And then, you know, it was like a bull that was getting ready to charge. And I'm standing there and I can see this guy is moving and he starts running towards me. And as we pray for him, and as the Lord allows him just to be freed and delivered, we saw what God's power was able to do at that moment and in that time. We later discovered what had happened, and this was that 
the friendship groups that he had could not have been more different. So on the one hand, he had friends who were born again. On the other hand, he had friends who was part of the occult. I mean, these guys were, you know, in the satanic movement. So he's got, so that's the one lot of friends and the other lot of friends is born again. And so he spent time with the guys who were born again. They ministered to him and he gave his heart to the Lord. And then there was this clash between light and darkness and God eventually came and God set him free. I'm saying that to you this evening because the same power that raised Christ from the dead is the same power that rests and resides inside of you. I know what it's like to not know what to do in a circumstance and in a situation, but I know what it's like to see God's power coming through. A few years ago, my wife and I, we were ministering in a town, and as we were busy praying, we made a, a call for people for healing. And I'll never forget this one lady coming, and this lady was from another town. So, um, so this was in one of our West Coast towns. We had, we had driven there. It's about 300 kilometers from, from our home. And we drove there for an Easter conference. This lady also came from a different suburb within Cape Town. And she came. And then she asked, can you please pray for me? And she said, I've got news. I've got gangrene. And they're about to amputate my foot. And so, we, and so we prayed for her, and here's the thing. So the doctor said to her, um, listen, we need to put the foot off as, as soon as possible. And she said, she said, doctor, you can do that, but I just need to go to this Easter conference first. Doctor said, listen, I, I wouldn't advise it myself, um, but, but, you know, if you're going to do this, as soon as you're back, you need to, you need to come in. Because the doctor feared that obviously it would spread and instead of just the foot, she would possibly lose her whole leg. And so we were praying. We anointed her with oil. My wife laid hands on her. We prayed for her and we trusted God by his power. So, of course, we don't hear from them again. Um, it's not people who I knew. And the following year, we go back to this, to this place. We go back to this conference and we see this lady is there again. And so my wife and I, as, we, as we're coming into the venue, we look at this lady and instantaneously, obviously the first thing we do, we firstly look and, and then we look down. <laughs> it's like, you know, are you, are you still standing? And, um, and then she smiles, she has this broad smile and she says to us, as you can see over here, you can see the nail polish on my foot. And um, so when she went back, she actually, the, the doctor went back and said, look, we don't know what happened over here. But something happened, and we don't have to amputate your foot. So this was a year later. So I'm saying to you tonight that the resurrection power of God is real. Family, there is a prevailing culture out there. God calls you and me to have this counterculture because our message should be different. Our hope should be different to that of the world. Our gospel must be different to that of the world. You and I can't be speaking the same negative message as what the world is speaking. We have a power. It's a resurrection power to see change and to see transformation. Um, I'll share one last account with you. I was praying for, for a gentleman, and, um, and a few years ago, I, I, or a short while ago, in fact, I, I, I just spoke to him about the testimony. He actually gave me a fuller picture of the testimony 
because um, he didn't quite give me the whole thing at the time. So, so my mom was telling me about this guy. Now, I know him. He was well-built guy, very stocky um, guy. And as, as she was sharing with me, my mom said that he's, he's very ill. Uh, it was a Sunday. I was busy praying. And I was trusting the Lord. And I said, God, I'm not sure about where this man is at. But tomorrow night, I'm going to visit him. And so I remember walking down the road, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to visit this guy. And so, of course, by that time, I've read enough Smith Wigglesworth books and everything. And I was just saying, God, you know what? I'm just going to trust you for your power. So I'm walking, and here's my prayer. I said, Lord, I'm not going to be moved by sight. I'm going to be moved by faith. So I come in. I ring the bell, and I ask his mom. His mom said, yes, please, you can go through, and you can go to the room. Beloved, I wish I can tell you that, you know, I, 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 was, I was not moved by sight. I was definitely moved by sight when I saw him. I mean, this big guy, I mean, I could literally see the bones on his face busy protruding. Um, it, was, it was painful to see. And with every breath that he took, I could see the pain and the anguish on his face. And as I looked at that, I... I was saying, God, but this is, this is tremendous pain. I mean, every time he inhales, it's like this pain, and then he exhales, and then this pain. And I said, my goodness, he must be in severe pain. And as I was praying for him, I made the following statement. Now, I wouldn't have made it by myself. It was the Holy Spirit just dropping the message in me. And I said to him, you know, I believe God is going to raise you up here, and you're going to be a testimony to many people. So his mother, who's unsaved, I didn't know that she was hearing. So the mother starts shouting, Amen, Amen, from the from the other side. Unsaved, didn't serve the Lord, but the mother was was in agreement. And I come to him two weeks later. And by this time he's now sitting up in bed. He's looking a lot better. And I said, you know what? Let's thank the Lord. He had gotten into the word. He gave his heart to the Lord in the meantime. And then God was, was, was doing a tremendous work. So I go to him a month later. So obviously a month and a half after the first time I go. And many people have been praying for him and visiting him. So I ring the bell and this guy opens the door himself. So now he's standing there, tracksuit. He's standing there in his tactics. And I'm saying, what's happening? He said to me, no, I just went to some friends of mine. And I was just telling them about what the Lord is doing in my life. And so I said, well, that, that's fantastic. He said, man, the doctors had a look and they said to me that the cancer is now as small as a 50 cent coin. I said, you know what? We praise God for that. But let's trust God for complete healing. Now, you must understand that the cancer was all over his body. In fact, they only gave him two weeks to live the first time that I visited him. So, I mean, this, this guy was, I mean, he was, he was as good as dead. I, I say this not to be funny, but there were some people who I saw that looked a lot better than him that passed on. And, I mean, yeah, this, this, this guy looked all but dead. And so I said to him, you know what? I believe God has a complete work. Let's trust the Lord for the complete healing. And he said, that, that, that's great. Let's do that. Um, a while after that, an aunt of mine who lives just around the corner from him, she, she got me and she said, Marlon, did you, did you hear about Graham? And obviously just the way she asked the question was, oh God, please don't tell me, you know, it's worse. Please don't tell me. 
And, and in my mind, I said, no, 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 God, I'm trusting your word. I know what you said. I know you're God of power. I know that you're able to do this. And so she said to me that he's completely healed. There's no trace of cancer in his body any longer. So I go to him and he says to me, he said, Marlon, he said, the doctors cried. I mean, they, they literally cried. He had to go for a test. They said, no, it's probably the machine is probably broken. Go back again, retest. No, it's obviously something wrong with this machine. Go back again. Because he still showed, I mean, the cancer was all over the body. And now there was no trace of cancer in his body whatsoever. And he said, no, there's obviously some mistake. And so the same doctor that told him he's got about two weeks to live was now the same doctor that needed to tell him there's not a trace of cancer in his body. This doctor wept because he said it's impossible. There's no way that this can happen. So now I spoke to him a few years um, ago, and I said to him, man, I remember this time and, and all of that. And so, so he told me actually the full story. So I didn't know this part, but when he had gone to hospital <laughs> the first time, they sent him home. And he says to me, Marlon, this was the message. He said, sir, you need to go home. We can't waste the state's money on you because there's nothing that we can do for you. I mean, that, that, that was, he said to me, as brutal a message as that, that was what they shared. So now that same doctor that shared that with him, when he went back again, was now the one to say, there's no cancer in your body. I share this story with you to say to you that that happened 27 years ago. And he's still completely healed this very day. God is a God of power. Amen. And the same God who did that can do it through you as well. He wants to do something different. When it comes to living spirit empowered, then it's the precious Holy Spirit that can do the impossible in you, that can do the impossible through you as well. Let's all stand this evening. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the precious Holy Spirit. Lord, it's my prayer that every single person here this evening that they would get to know you in a personal and an intimate way. Father, I'm praying that we will break free of the limitations we place upon ourselves to be used by you. I'm praying for each and every person now. Help us, Lord God, to have a message which might be countercultural uh, counter to the societal norms, Lord God. Help us to share. When everybody else says and speaks death and gloom, Help us to speak life, because with you, there is life. I bless you and honor you in Jesus' name. Family, I just want to do a general prayer for you tonight as I end. If you're here tonight and you're saying, God, I want to be used by you in a new and a fresh way. I want to get to know you better. I want to get to know the Holy Spirit better. I want to know him as a person. I want to connect with him through prayer. And I want to experience his power like never before. He's no respecter of person. The same way that he's used me and others, it's the same way he can use you as well. From the very youngest in this room to the eldest, he's here to use you. And you want to say like the Almighty God, I want to make a commitment tonight that I want to be that person. I want to be that man. I want to be that woman that will bring about.
change wherever I go. If that's you, I'm going to ask you just to raise both hands just where you are. We're not going to call you to the front. We're just going to do a general prayer. You say, Lord, I'm surrendering to you a new and a fresh tonight. Use me for your honor and use me for your glory. Father, you see every hand raised here tonight. I'm praying right now, precious Spirit of God, that you will fill them afresh. I pray that you fill them anew. I thank you that you will give them dreams and visions. I thank you, Lord God, that you will release through them prophetic words. I thank you that you'll bring them to circumstances and situations where your power will be released through them. I thank you that they will be change agents. Thank you, Lord, that they will be of those that are written about in Acts 17, those from the house of Jason who was turning the world upside down for you. I pray for their places of influence. I pray for their places of study. I pray for their places of work. I pray for their ministries, Lord. I pray that wherever they may go, I thank you that you will use them very powerfully and very significantly. Lord, I pray release the miraculous through them tonight. Father, may they be the generation who others will write about. May they be the generation, Lord, that when we speak about the revival and reformation in South Africa. Oh God, may their names be chronicled with those, Lord God. Father, we thank you for those who you've used in the past. We thank you for the apostles and the disciples. We thank you, Lord, for the revivalists and the reformers. But here we are tonight, Lord. Use us, we pray. Use us, we pray. I pray that no person, Lord, will leave here unchanged. But as they commit to you anew and afresh to be used, I pray that as they get into your word, that you'll open it up to them like never before. And I thank you for lasting change. Release the gifts of the Holy Spirit over them right now, I pray. Thank you for a gift of a word of wisdom, gift of a word of knowledge. Thank you for the gift of faith. Thank you for the gift of healing, Lord. Thank you for the gift of the working of miracles. Lord, I thank you for the gift of tongues and for the interpretation of tongues. Thank you for the gift, Lord God, of discernment tonight. Thank you for the gift of prophecy. We bless you and we honor you. We vow to you the glory, Lord, and the honor truly belongs to you, both now and forevermore. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you.